Hello and welcome, welcome. I'm Alec Wilkinson and welcome aboard for episode three of Sailing Uncovered, the show that aims to bring you the big names, the future talent and hot topics from the world of sailing. So, did you enjoy the Olympics? I did think as the... um, closing ceremony finished isn't it a shame they only last four years and then I thought actually that's probably why they're so special isn't it Um, apart from the fact that if they were every year they'd probably slowly bankrupt every city there is in the world Um, but I guess they are so special because they come round so little Um, and, and by the way on the subject of the Olympics I hope you enjoyed our Olympic preview Uh, Thanks for all the nice messages about that. We're a a new podcast, remember, so if you enjoy it, please do let your mates know and share us on your Facebook and Twitter accounts. Spread the word. You love sailing, we love sailing, so it'd be great to um, get a, a real community, a sailing community together around this show. But not just sailing, sports fans in general. So do get in touch and also let people know if you're enjoying the show. And on that last show, by the way, you might remember the uh, British sailing team told us they wanted to finish top of the medal table, something the Australians did in London 2012. So did they do it? That's the question. Well, officially they did, thanks to two golds and a silver, so a total of three medals. Uh, But the Australians and Kiwis won four medals, but only one gold. So where do you stand on that? I guess it depends in which part of the world you're listening to this show in. So what have we got for you on episode three? Well, we're going to talk about a great Olympic sailor who we lost in 2013. And we're going to look ahead to the biggest sailing event in the world that's dedicated to his name. It's Bart's Bash. Andrew Simpson, Bart to his friends, died in an accident during training on San Francisco Bay with America's Cup team Artemis. Now, the incident is well documented, so I'm not intending to dwell on the details of what happened. What this show is about is, well, about looking forward, really. In a few minutes, we'll hear from Ian Percy, the man who won a gold and silver medal with Bart in the star class in London and Beijing and he has some uh, pretty strong views on how the sailing community really needs to pull its finger out and wise up when it comes to safety but first his brother Richard who's CEO of the Andrew Simpson Sailing Foundation charity Richard Percy welcome to the show a bit of a family affair isn't it Um, first of all just explain your connection with uh, Andrew Simpson and how you and Ian decided to set up the foundation. Yeah, as you say, a bit of a family affair, but I, I, I guess that's because obviously I, I knew Andrew or Bart, as I uh, call him, uh, all my life really, uh, since we were kids anyway. Since he since he started sailing in Optimus, um, he was sort of between the ages of myself and my brother. Um, so obviously the the tragic accident uh, affected me uh, affected me greatly so uh, um, but on the other front I, I actually also worked within within the sailing industry anyway and when the accident happened I just said to my brother Ben and uh, Leah Bart's wife you know let, let me know if there's anything I can do to help um, and consequently uh, here, here I am today pushing the charity forwards in Bart's name. Hey, you mentioned Ben, Sir Ben Ainsley he's along with your brother Ian 
is central to to setting this up yeah absolutely so uh, the three names i mentioned there were you know leah which is uh, bart's uh, wife uh, uh, my brother and ben they just you know felt obviously wanted to do something in in bart's name and in, uh, give him a legacy so they they set up the charity back in july 2013 and it's been going from strength to strength from that point and I guess the the main concept behind the foundation is is to help kids through the sport of sailing. Absolutely, I mean Bart was a passionate believer in that. Um, in fact, when I when I first uh, started working here at the uh, foundation, although I uh, knew Bart uh, very well, I sat down with each trustee and and discussed you know what they thought uh, would be the greatest legacy for Bart. And, and the, the message that came out so strongly was that he he was the sort of person who who spoke to everybody and inspired so many people and he was a passionate believer in making sure everyone had the opportunity to sail because he just knew the power of sailing um so on that basis we looked to use sailing um to improve the lives of young people and i suppose more uh, importantly to to um maximize the benefits that the sport can bring to those people who wouldn't normally have the opportunity and you couldn't be in a in a better place as far as your office is concerned. We're speaking to you in your office right now, um, and you're really at the at the hub of British sailing at the moment. I think it's fair to say that. Yeah, I'm at the uh, National Sailing Academy here in uh, Portland, um, the, the 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 home of the 2012 uh, Sailing Olympics. Um, the the base where uh, Andrew trained with my brother in the in the build up, and um, actually it's the uh, it's the it's the closest uh, venue to uh, Bart's hometown as well. So obviously, from a, sort of an emotional point of view, to have uh, the foundation's home here is is really poignant. How much have you raised and handed out so far? Well, an amazing start uh, when they they started the charity off um, and over the last two and a half or coming up uh, three years, we've raised uh, about £1.6 million uh, to date uh, or just over and we've also... We're working on 35 uh, inspiring grassroots projects in nine countries around uh, the world. Uh, and we've given out uh, over £650,000. And obviously, we established a, a sailing centre here and all, everything that goes with it. So, um, yeah, pretty, pretty an amazing, amazing figures, really. And I think it's important to say that you're helping people all around the world. Um, initially, um, I think... But the original concept might have been just to help UK people. Um, but ultimately, um, because of uh, Bart and what he stood for, um, people internationally got behind Bart's bash and started to raise money. And so you went international. Yeah, um, I mean, it was unbelievable, really. I mean, Bart's bash was a concept um, that, that someone came up with and we didn't, we, we sort of think, no, that's a great idea. We expected a, a, a few clubs to come together. Well, that sort of morphed into over 800 clubs taking part in over 60, well, just 62 countries. Um, and Clearly, with with Bart's Bash, uh, funds have been raised um, across the world. So we set about thinking how how can we sort of uh, 
you know, in light of the funding where it's coming from, impact on people from those areas as well. Hence, we we give uh, financial grants out on that basis um, to all those who apply, and that can be from anywhere in the world. Um, uh, for those who don't know, um, it's going to be the third Bart's Bash in uh, in a few weeks' time. Um, what exactly is Bart's Bash? Well, look, it's, a, it's, it's the day, or in this case, this year weekend, uh, that the the you know the world goes sailing, um, remembering Bart, and but also more importantly, coming together as a, as a club or as a venue, uh, bringing families, getting everyone out on the water, having a bit of fun. Of course, we add the twist in there that you can uh, you can get a result around the world, so you can compare yourself against against the sailing greats like like uh, Sir Ben and of course my brother. Because <laughs> um, Basically, but, um, you, you feed everybody's time into uh, into a computer, and that works out all the all the details, and it it spits out a, a global result list, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. So essentially, you you measure your course, and, and then you put a, a time in. We also have developed a, a handicapping system called the Bart Number, which means that you can sell any type of boat, windsurfer, or whatever it may be. Um, and yeah, exactly as you said, it therefore then spits out a result. Now. Obviously, there's a few variables in there for wind and and so and so on, um, but it gives you a global result. I think I think Ben was uh, uh, three thousand six hundred and something <laughs> last last year. So, uh, mind you, he did better than me. I think I was about twelve thousand. So. <laughs> I, I, th- I think I came last at the club I was at, let alone uh, globally. Um, but it was all great fun. Um, so, uh, t- uh, talking of fun, let's um, let's just uh, have a little uh, a little ch- chart rundown now. I think with the top five most exotic clubs around the world. So you're, you're <laughs> okay, so okay. So uh, let's give you a little bit of this. And at number five. Let's say Siberia. Always surprised that uh, club in Siberia signed up. So uh, yeah, that, that impressed me quite a lot. At number four, let me give you some palm trees. Let's say uh, the Turks wow. and Caicos. Islands. Number three, some more palm trees. Let's say Fiji. Number two, love the guys in New Zealand. Um, they uh, we had a live Skype call with them uh, last year as Bart's Bash was going on in New Zealand, but we were we were. Uh, having a few drinks uh, remembering Bart at about midnight here in the UK and at number one Abu Dhabi so we had a, a couple of clubs in Abu Dhabi taking part um, which is amazing cool. well well done to them uh, for taking part and it really is so impressive how how the world comes uh, together on this uh, on this special weekend of Bart's Bash right let's hear from your brother now uh, and we'll speak to you again in, in just a minute Richard I caught up with Ian Percy a few weeks ago now, Ian, as somebody who was close to Bart, explain to us why the foundation and its goals are so appropriate to his memory. Yeah, we're so um, proud to be able to help young people in Andrew's name. And when we tragically lost him, when we're thinking about his legacy, the first thing that springs to mind is helping people. That's what he was all about. He was one of the kindest guys I've ever met. Um, he would speak to anyone exactly the same. And he would always be there if someone he was who, who who someone who needed. He was the man people turned to in the Olympic team. But then I discover sometimes it went way beyond that. We were 
off and away training and uh, I'd hear him tapping away on the computer in an evening and I'd say, oh, what are you, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I'm just messaging uh, Johnny. He's a new, new laser sailor from Grafham Water. I said, what, what, who's he? What are you talking about? And he said, well, no, he's very talented and he's asked me some questions and I just really want to get back to him. And I would be, I was, I'd be blown away and <laughs> feeling very bad. I would never have such a selfless side to me that he had. And uh, it's moments like that that inspire a lot of us and um, to carry that on. And and so he can continue to give. And what happened on that day in San Francisco in 2013 is is well documented. And it was obviously very traumatic for you. Have you managed to find some sort of acceptance of what happened? Mm. accepting that you've lost someone is very very you know someone that special is very very hard i i mean i it happened and it happened for you know various reasons that we never want to repeat again um that said our sport is changing and it it will happen again and and that's something that i take very seriously and i would i think as a sport, we don't collectively take it seriously enough. The boats are getting faster and faster and faster, and those boats are getting faster in dinghies, in small uh, cats, and the foiling element adds a, a, a speed that, caught, that that will eventually cause another serious crash. So all we can do is mitigate that and, crucially, go into it knowingly. What I would hate to think is that any young sailor budding to get into the game we're playing now don't go in with their eyes wide open it is a very dangerous sport now there's much more dangerous things i don't want to scare people away but it is a very dangerous sport and go into it knowingly be prepared uh, make provision for that and certainly most importantly teams clubs class associations make provision for that you they have a responsibility to understand how our sport is changing and be organized and ready and with your Artemis racing team in the America's Cup, you know, you've done everything. You're talking about mitigating the dangers. Uh, as far as equipment and, and training is concerned, you, you are doing everything to mitigate those dangers now. I think the America's Cup community is now, sadly, in a lot of ways, a hell of a lot better than it was. And But equally, that's reassuring. I think Artemis racing lead that, I think, uh, people are very grateful that we've really taken a lead there and we've shared that amongst all the the cup community um, yeah the provisions that are in place the training the, the tests on the boat the, the there's been so much that's changed thanks to our great friend and, and the tragic accident that we had um, but uh, as I said I think it's not really the America's Cup community that is the area now that needs attention it's these 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 other classes that don't necessarily have the resource or the expertise and maybe don't even aren't quite aware enough of the dangers so we as a team and me as Bart's friend want to spread that word as much as we can as well um, and I wonder what the classes and, and event organizers can actually do as you as you said there, there is a limit to funds isn't there Limit to funds, but there's also a lot of things that don't cost money and through uh, education can make a big difference. For example, just knowing how a foiling catamaran like a Flying Phantom or a GC32 reacts. Um, we started to see it years, you know, in the last 10 years anyway with boats like 49ers. When they get a gust, their options are limited. You know, they've got to turn down, turn down hard. And there's, there's responsibility on both sides. There's responsibility on the drivers of the boats, the helmsmen, and their crew to be vigilant. And when there isn't a choice between winning a race at the risk of a rib, a swimmer, one of their crew members, or just saying, you know, 
I'll have a go at that guy when I get back ashore. I'll put the two hulls in. I'll sit this one out, and I won't hurt anyone. They have to make the right choice. Um, and there's a responsibility on rescue boat drivers to understand the boats that are coming and realise that a boat coming at them at 30 knots hasn't got a whole lot of options. So don't just think they're not aiming at me now. Think, where could they be aiming in five seconds' time? Education. Equipment. Uh, teams like... Um, Crusaver and other companies are really now starting with our help to embrace modern equipment for sailing, incorporating body armour um, and um, spare airs and ways of having breathing apparatus if you're trapped. So the equipment can move on, not hugely expensive at all, and education. And I think that gets you a lot of the way there. Of course, if you are sailing a really dangerous boat, I think the next step needs to be done. There's a responsibility to have paramedics and divers, but that is, as you say, with a cost ramp up. Three years on, how are Bart's family doing and the, and the two boys? Well, the boys are doing amazingly. They've got good genes there um, from his amazing wife, Leah, too. And they, uh, you know, they're happy young boys who still remember their amazing dad and are very proud of him. But they're doing well in their life, of course. It's maybe harder for the adults who are close to him, particularly his wife, Leah, and who, uh, you know, we, and he's really good friends, like myself and Ben. We, we, we knew him and, and probably miss him more in some ways. But um, testimony to, to Leah, her family, and Bart's family, that the, how well the boys are doing. Okay, so. Bart's Bash, give us your leader's speech, you know, your, your call to arms for those wanting to take part. Well, Bart's Bash is just such an amazing competition. It is the biggest sailing competition ever. It's happening every year. It is um, an opportunity to celebrate Bart, sure, but there's been 45,000 people have done that. And however friendly he was, he didn't know every single one of them. <laughs> so why do they all go? They go because it's an amazingly fun day out and it's, such, and it's a way to connect 65 countries and all these people who enjoy sailing and new people to it and end up actually having this connection which is a competition too but more than anything else it's a celebration of the fact that there's that many people worldwide that like sailing and it's just really worked it's turned into clubs fun day their barbecue day you know their fundraising raffles for the foundation other clubs have taken it as an opportunity to try a try sailing and they've invited their friends down and they've opened their clubs with our membership for that day so for many reasons it's become the hub of a of a way to celebrate sailing as much as to celebrate Bart I mean this year the reason it's really important is because we're trying to raise awareness through the Bart's Bash for the Paralympic sailing because the Bart's Bash this year is on the last day of the Paralympic Games and I personally and I know Bart agreed with this feel that sailing paralympic sailing was a fantastic marriage it it worked it, it worked so well as a paralympic sport because we all know what it's like in light winds in a laser or in any wind in a, steering a keelboat physical disability doesn't stop you from being the very very best so there was no compromise to the sporting concept of it at all it was um so you know, I, I want to raise awareness for that this year. Bart's Bash is going to... It's on the 17th and the 18th of September, that last weekend of the Paralympic Games. Every club, certainly in the UK, and many clubs worldwide, have an event maker. So those event makers will be knocking on your door to sign up. So I encourage everyone to get up and race Ben Ainsley again like you did the last couple of years. Richard, Ian, uh, talking there about, you know, 
getting newcomers into sailing through Bart's Bash. Um, and that is a, an important element, isn't it? I mean, I, I know last year I turned up with a, a mate of mine who'd never sailed before. We were absolutely atrocious, but we, we had really great fun. Um, and, and that's an element of, of Bart's Bash that's important too. Friends, family, we're, we're just saying, look, you know, sailing's amazing. Let's get everyone out in the water and give them a bit of a taster. Um, Bartley, Bart was a huge family man, and um, I know many of his friends who'd never tried sailing before come, you know, have come down to the centre during Bart's Bash and thought, wow, actually, this is a pretty cool sport. So, um, yeah, any, anyone and everyone, get them down to the club. It's, and I say, it's not just about racing. That can put a few people off. It's about having fun at the club, a fun day. And, of course, don't forget, we're, this year we're raising funds for uh, parasailing worldwide. Well. Tell me more about that. That's right, yeah. So it's over the 17th, 18th of September, Bart's Bash this year. And um, Ben and my brother, you know, came together on the basis that, you know, sailing is being dropped from the uh, Olympics post uh, Rio, which all of us feel is a huge tragedy uh, in in a sense that because sailing is probably one of the most inclusive sports you can actually get. So on that basis, we, we thought or we as a group thought it was only it was it would be good to raise funds for grassroots projects or grassroots disabled sailing projects worldwide um, during this year's Bart's Bash. So on the 1st of October uh, this year, we'll be launching a round of grants, which will be specifically aimed at those grassroots projects. How to raise money if you want to be involved? How, how do you do it? Uh, pretty simple. Um, you can either, uh, once you sign up, sign up to a, a Just Giving page, which is an automated process, and you can raise funds that way. Or on the day, um, yeah, any any donations will be greatly received. There'll be plenty of people who'd like to take part who don't have a boat. So how, how does it work with the sailing clubs? think you know you, you've got to consider this as an open day for our sailing club so you've got to get you've got to encourage the newcomers to come down we want to always grow the participation of our sport and that's one of the main drivers behind this event as well so uh, get down to there we have we have uh, events for example bart's boy race which is just you know using the club's equipment to go out and have a bit of a sail with a member just to give you a taster or jump on and as a crew Richard, you've mentioned uh, a lot of the uh, international work that the foundation has done. So let's just cross now to Rob Holden, who's um, received some of the money that uh, you've raised with the Sailing Foundation, some of the grants. Um, And Rob's based in South Africa. And uh, Rob, uh, well, good evening to you, first of all. Good evening and uh, good to chat to you. Yeah, you're you're actually in Cyprus tonight, aren't you? So um, th- I know there's there's a bit of background noise, and you're in your hotel, and it's quite late. So I think what we can hear are sort of Mediterranean cicadas uh, uh, in the background, which makes it sound very exotic. Um, but we appreciate you joining us. Um, so tell us about um, the club in South Africa that you're with, and 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 how you've um, helped develop it. Yes, yeah, so we are based in Mossel Bay Yacht and Boat Club, which is uh, in a town called Mossel Bay, sort of halfway between Port Elizabeth and Cape Town on the south coast of South Africa. And um, we operate a sailing center called Garden Route Sailing, um, which is really trying to introduce sailing to as many people as possible. Uh, and how did your association with the foundation come about? 
Um, through world sailing, I got to know Richard Percy, and um, from that we discussed uh, various projects and that I was involved in already, and how we could possibly expand them. And uh, he thought it was a good idea for the Andrew Simpson Foundation to get involved. Um, for those who don't necessarily know the the geography of South Africa very well, tell us a little bit about more about where you're based. So Mossel Bay is on the south coast, and um, we are we operate directly into the uh, the Indian Ocean. Um, we're in a a nice uh, bay that is reasonably well protected, uh, but we can get anything from two meters to nine meter waves coming through. So can be very interesting and uh, our temperatures uh, according to the Guinness Book of Records is supposed to be the second mildest in the world next to Hawaii or something but I think that may be a bit of a tall story. Well stick to it anyway it sounds fantastic. Um, Now I know I visited Algoa Bay Yacht Club in Port Elizabeth last year for for the 505 World Championships, and they were telling me about work that they do with some of the township youngsters, um, and it really does help to transform them, and they've worked very hard uh, to do that. So just um, can you describe what, what a difference it makes and, and you know how you get them interested, first of all, as well? Okay, so our township youngsters are generally from very poor homes uh, where the parents are, in most cases, not working. A lot of the kids are from uh, broken homes or orphans uh, who are living with grandparents or or various different members of family. Um, And um, they, they don't have dreams. They have a very small world. They sort of live in three blocks of of their houses so they go to school and they they go to uh go to the shop and they go home sort of thing so uh we felt that we could make a difference in their lives through sailing and we approached some of the schools in those areas and and proposed a project to them uh to bring the kids down to the yacht club one day a week and and introduce them to sailing so that's where it all began why do you think sailing can be so helpful to these youngsters as opposed to, I don't know, any, well, any other sports? I think sport in general is very helpful to youngsters, but um, sailing uh, is not so reliant on high performance. You don't have to perform to really enjoy the sport. And a lot of these kids are just using it as an environment to get out of their world and, and get on the water and experience uh, the freedom that sailing offers and uh, we live at the coast we've got beautiful waters so um, it's a shame that they don't get involved and if they don't get involved in something related to the sea but sailing as a sport I think uh, has a lot to offer in developing children through uh, their independence when they're out on the water through decision making and uh, it's it's a sport where you don't need board, ball skills, which uh, are skills that very often, if you haven't been trained to play with a ball early on in your life, you, you can't do a ball skill. So I think it has a lot to offer to that area that where kids have just not had any opportunities. I guess it's also an opportunity to, to connect them with nature. You're talking about the beauty of, of your environment there in South Africa, and, and so it's important to contact with it. Yes, um, the 
the environment's amazing. We we teach them a lot about the sea and and um, when we're sailing there, there's always dolphins and seals and whales around the place. So um, it's uh, it's something that that they need to understand and they need to realize the relevance of it and uh, realize that they need to protect it and look after it. So there's a lot of life skills and and deeper things we try and teach them through sailing. Have you been lucky enough to experience one of those sort of eureka moments where, you know, you, you looked at their face or they've said something and it's made you go, wow, that, that's made a difference? There's a lot of eureka moments when you introduce children like that to something that they would never have thought possible for them to experience. Um, uh, it brings tears to my eyes regularly, but um, one that sort of stands out is is this kid who told my wife, who, who runs the center with me, she, he said, yeah, we used to only come down to, um, to the beach on Christmas Day, and now you've made every Thursday Christmas Day for us. You know, so, um, Great. Fantastic line. Yeah. Um, and, 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 and that's a great story for anyone wanting to take part in Bart's Bash this September. Um, and I guess there'll be uh, sailing clubs in South Africa taking part as well. Yes, we've uh, managed to encourage quite a few uh, sailing clubs to take part and it's it's really it's a great cause but besides that it's just a good opportunity for people to get on the water for the for the fun of sailing as opposed to uh, for the reasons of, of uh, being serious about racing. And I, I'm going to put you on the spot which is slightly unfair. Can you name any of those clubs off the top of your head? I can name a couple. Uh, there's the Transvaal Yacht Club. There's um, uh, um, the Transvaal Catamaran Club. Uh, obviously, my club, Mossel Bay. And then there's George Lakes and Nisner. So we've got a, a good few that, and I'm hoping more of them get involved this year in, in South Africa. Okay, well, Rob, thanks very much. It's great work you do down there. Um, so uh, have a great and successful Bart's Bash. Um, you're actually uh, with World Sailing. You mentioned what, what? What's your role? I'm a nominated expert and a regional development coordinator for Africa. So I'm working trying to develop uh, sailing in Africa, and then I run technical courses around around the world. All right, Rob. Well, thanks very much for joining us. Keep up the good work. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Okay. Well, it, it is all about raising money, Bart's Bash. So um, let's have another little uh, bit of fun and uh, count down the top five uh, biggest money raising clubs so far over the last, um, well, two years. So you're ready. You're standing by. Let's have a little bit of music. And at number five, we have the Nyack Yacht Club up and up the Hudson River. We raised 5,000 pounds. At number four, we have... Bewley River Sailing Club that's raised 6,500. Stokes Bay Sailing Club that raised 8,000. Number two. Queen Mary Sailing Club up in uh, London raising 12,458 pounds. Yes, in Staines within the uh, shadow of Heathrow's uh, air traffic control tower. (laughs) That 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 doesn't make our most exotic clubs top five. And and at number one. And uh, the Andrew Simpson Sailing Centre here in Portland that's raised 
£36,000. So well done, everyone. A round of applause for everyone taking part and all the other clubs as well that maybe aren't in the top five, but uh, it all adds up to make a, a huge pot in the end. And uh, and that's really good news. So just before you go, Richard, um, just give us the details of this year's Barts Bash again. So go online to bartsbash.com um, and register yourself as a sailor. It's really simple to do. Um, if your sailing club or venue isn't registered, you can also register that one. Really simple process. Get on down to the club, 17th, 18th of September. Take part in the in the Barts Bash race or just have a great day on the water with family and friends. And obviously, donations are hugely welcome to support disabled sailing globally great best of luck everyone best of luck uh, to you guys organizing it all good luck with that um and we'll speak to you again in a month's time find out how much you raised absolutely no problems and that's it for this month's sailing uncovered hope you've enjoyed it hope you felt inspired to go out to your local sailing club and take part in Bart's Bash and raise some money for really good causes. At next month, we'll be back with more big names from the world of sailing. In the meantime, stay in touch with us uh, on Twitter. We are at Sailing Show, at Sailing Show, or just search for Sailing Uncovered. And uh, we will follow back, which means you can DM us as well. And we'd love to hear, really would love to hear your suggestions for future episodes of the podcast. Who would you like to hear an interview with? Who has inspired you? And who do you want to know more about? But for now, from me, Alec Wilkinson, thanks for listening and fair winds. <laughs>